Blog Talk Radio. Well, our canned uh, opening uh, went somewhat askew today, so uh, it's up to me to welcome you all to a Small Business Digest Radio. My name is Don Mazzella, and I'm your host for what we hope will be an informative time talking about events, which is our special uh, for tonight's show, uh, new technology, ways of doing the your job uh, and your business better, uh, just about anything that affects small business. We've been at it a long time, uh, though it seems a short time when I first started, but it, but we're coming up to our third anniversary, and it's been an exciting time. So we'll get right into it t- tonight because we have some guests that I think you'll find very interesting. Our first guest, is Rebia Sut. She's the president of SBC Industrial uh, Group. But uh, when she's not doing that, she has her own company. Rebia, welcome to the program. Thanks, Don. I appreciate you having me. Oh, I like that fortissimo in your voice. That's really (laughs) great. Well, uh, Well, as we do with all uh, our guests, we first start off by tell us a little bit about yourself, what you're doing, and then we'll get into why you're on this program, which I think our uh, audience will find very interesting. Sure. So, so Donald, I um, <clears throat> started Forward Think, my company, uh, about four and a half years ago um, after leaving corporate America and uh, getting my MBA from Johns Hopkins and I uh, kind of decided that I wanted to offer my, the services that I was providing uh, to my employer at the time, which was uh, procurement and contract management, uh, to a broader broader audience. And I really wanted to kind of help small businesses. So um, I started Forward Think and started consulting and offering uh, corporate development to uh, small and uh, large companies who had been historically in the commercial space. Um, but wanted to diversify into the government. And so by corporate development, I mean we were, we do things like everything from good market strategy and capture planning to uh, obtaining and maintaining GSA schedules and uh, getting socioeconomic designations, uh, such as woman-owned 8A hub zone. And um, then in 2012, I decided that I wanted to uh, – kind of add some offerings around training. And so kind of spent six months developing a plan and doing some discovery uh, as as to what kind of training. And I kind of settled on um, Agile development. And so we started offering Agile uh, development training and coaching to the government uh, and industry in 2012 and then added uh, Lean Six Sigma project management and leadership development to uh, that service offering. And so currently we, we primarily offer those two things, corporate development and professional development. Um, and that's allowed me to work with, uh, or us to work with a lot of um, small, mid-sized, and large companies uh, that do a diverse uh, group of things from security to traditional IT uh, services. <clears throat> and some commercial companies who are doing more innovative R&D uh, type things. Well, that's exciting. Um, w- w- since we're on the subject, and before we go further, uh, uh, our audience, some of the emails I get, is it that difficult to deal with the government as they seem to indicate? What, what have you found of the three uh, major things you should learn about dealing with government? Before we get into anything else, sure. Um, I think it's not that it's so hard, but it's like anything else. Um, you know, if you don't know how to drive a stick shift, it can seem hard. If you you know can't read, it can seem hard. So um, it's just kind of there's a lot of uh, regulations and and structure around falling into the government, and so having uh, people that are knowledgeable about the process and can read. Uh, the regulations and interpret them effectively for you is definitely something um, that 
companies need when dealing with the government. Um, I think the, you know, three hurdles, top three hurdles are probably that uh, you need to have past performance and it becomes a catch-22 scenario where you need past performance to get a contract, but you need a contract to have past performance. And so having a strategy around partnering with other companies uh, to do that um, becomes a big deal. I think the second thing is, you know, building relationships. And I think the third thing is um, a lot of times companies think that they can offer the world to everybody, and really you have to pick your niche, what you're good at, what you have access to in terms of resources or technology, and really narrow down what you're selling because the government is so big, it's easy to kind of get caught up in that ocean and you really have to narrow down what those capabilities are and be able to strategically say, not only is this agency buying what I'm selling, but they have money to procure it, and their procurement method matches up with what I can offer. So in other words, if they are buying off of certain vehicles, that you have access to those vehicles, either through your own prime relationships or through a partner. That's really interesting. Uh, I've often said the, the biggest thing you need about dealing with government is patience. Uh, is, is, <laughs> is payment, is that what you said? Patience. Be, oh, being patience, patient yeah. And recognizing that it's, it, it's oftentimes slower than other uh, organizations in making decisions. Absolutely. Uh, yeah, I, I would agree with that. There's typically, you know, an 18 to 24-month turnaround for a you know, five-year contract. So knowing that going in, I think, helps temper your expectations. Uh, having said that, you're here tonight to talk about a conference that's coming up. Yeah. So tell us yep. a little bit about that. Sure. So um, ACT-IAC, the American Council for Technology-Industry Advisory Council, um, is a public-private partnership between government and industry uh, dedicated to helping the government use technology to serve the public. And um, they have a, a small business conference, and this year the 2015 Small Business Conference is their ninth annual uh, iteration of this conference. And I am the industry chair, and Isella Dornell, the deputy CIO of the Department of Commerce, is my uh, government co-chair. And uh, we've been working for <clears throat> the past eight months to put together a great um, content and uh, tracks for small businesses to come learn about how they can differentiate themselves, um, as well as some, you know, refresher on some basic um, content. So our conference happens uh, April 22nd at the Grand Hyatt in D.C., um, and it is open to members and non-members of ACT-IAC. Um, we've got about 15 government agencies signed on to participate. Um, and so, uh, you know, we are expecting, you know, full turnout, uh, 400, 450 people. And, um, you know, it's an all-day event. We've got some really exciting um, new features this year that haven't been offered um, in past years, such as our Solution Zone, which... Um, uses a human-centered design concept and allows for multiple facilitated talk, many talks to happen in one room. Um, and and uh, so we'll have a topic such as um, leadership and we'll have a facilitator in each corner of the room facilitating uh, a different topic around leadership. And those outputs uh, that, they, um, that, that they compile uh, from each corner will then be typed up and given out to all the attendees post-event. Um, another, uh, another new and unique um, aspect of the Small Business Conference this year is the Emerging Technology Fair, where we are inviting small businesses to come and showcase a product or process that they have. Um, that is going to be judged uh, live that day, and there will be a... Um, a prize and an award given at the end of the day uh, to whoever the crowd says they like product the most. <clears throat> Excuse me. And then um, we also have our uh, Back to Basics forum, which is actually the week before on April 15th. It's a half-day event that starts in the morning and goes through about 1230. 
who are offering three mini sessions uh, of learning on uh, bid and proposals, acquisition 101, and uh, financial management. And that's really aimed at um, you know giving people, either newbies in the government contracting world, an uh, opportunity to come learn about those or people who need a refresher. And we pulled that out of the main conference so that we could enable people to actually go get that learning and then come to the conference and not miss any of the other plenary. Well, that's exciting. But let me, uh, what what types of small businesses should be interested in going to this conference? It's a great question. Um, so anyone who is, you know, selling to the federal government or even the state governments, we do have people from uh, Virginia and D.C. participating governments. Um, uh, anyone in the technology field who wanted to learn more about doing business with the government. Um, and even any stakeholders of small businesses. So other, you know, large business or mid-sized businesses who need partners could come there and find those partners. And... Um, it, it just will be a great day to learn. Um, we're going to have some sessions on exporting and SBIRs, which is Small Business Innovation Research uh, Grants. And uh, those are two of two of our plenary tracks that you don't normally see at a small business conference. Um, and it's really geared to help small businesses understand that there's additional ways for them to get uh, their services and products out to the market. <clears throat> Well, uh, let me go a little, little uh, ask different. Now, is this only technology companies, or or could other uh, providers co uh, come and benefit from it? Uh, definitely, other providers can come and benefit from it. Um, technology will be the main topic, but we will have you know um, agency representatives who would be able to direct uh, the other non-technology companies to their um, counterparts within their agencies that maybe buy those commodities or services that are not technology-related. You, you know, you, one of the reasons you're on this program is that someone attended your session last year and mentioned it to me uh, last September. And, okay. Uh, uh, and, and she was very pleased with it. Um, and uh, the reason I talk about patients, uh, she was talking to me in September, and she said, started the process, and it was taking her such a long time. So um, uh, her one uh, caveat was that uh, uh, don't expect things to happen quickly, uh, except in rare cases. But she said uh, it was well worthwhile, and then I spoke to her. I happened to mention that you were coming on the program, and she, um, you know, she was all thrilled. She said she had finally... Uh, gotten over most of the hurdles and was actually closing in on a contract. So, um, um, you know, it, uh, that, that's that's why I think this is such an important uh, topic. Um, uh, small businesses have somewhat of a decided disadvantage. Uh, for one thing, uh, companies outside of the immediate Washington area uh have difficulty communicating with government officials uh, and uh, really moving forward. Is it advantageous to try to find somebody uh, within the capital circle to, to kind of help them through this process? Donald, I think that's, um, yes, very uh, very pertinent. Um, you know, the reality, as we talked before when you asked me about my top three uh, challenges, is, you know, Building relations. I'm sorry. Well, our guest just dropped off. She was calling in. Actually, she was calling in from outside a classroom a class she was taking. So we're waiting for her to re uh, uh, reconnect with us. Uh, in the meantime, uh, we're talking to Rivia Sutton. She's SBC industry chair and she's discussing an exciting event and here she is back again Hi, oh, welcome back hi donald i'm not sure what happened it just dropped well that's what you're on a cell phone and that happened i am uh, <laughs> uh, and, and it's not the first time it's happened I, i've learned how to deal with it thankfully 
And so you were saying, so um, I, my question to you was, uh, uh, is it advantageous to, to uh, uh, team up with somebody? And you were giving a great answer, but you're going to have to start over. Yes. So um, I think it is very advantageous to, uh, especially if you're not here, because, you know, Half of the half of this game of dealing of selling into the government is building relationships. People work with people they know, trust, and like, and you're not able to have the same effect when it's building a remote uh, connection. And so, um, you know, that's certainly some of some of what we do for some of our clients who are not local. Um, and then also teaming with other companies that are here, um, you know, whether you explore a joint venture or just a strategic partnership where, you know, uh, my company, Forward Think, has partnered with uh, companies that offer uh, some of our niche instructors, um, and they may not be local, but they have the expertise, we have the contacts, and so, and the program management, and so it makes a great team. Um, so I definitely think that, you know, for for companies that are seeking to do business with the government and their agency points of contacts are in the national capital region and they're not, then they definitely want to, to hire a consultant or someone to kind of buffer that relationship. Well, you know, relationships are so keen. Uh, first off, is there a website that people can go to to learn more about the conference? Uh, yes, there is. If uh, people can go to um, www.act, so a c t i a c dot org, and on there you will see a flashing banner, and you'll see one that says Small Business Conference, or they can go to the Events tab and look for the Small Business Conference there, which will be bolded. Again, that's on April 22nd, and the forum is on uh, April 15th. Okay. Will you repeat that one more time? This is radio. Sure. We'll give our, our, our um, so it's, it's www.actiac.org, and uh, the conference happens on April 22nd. You can find that um, on the scrolling banner, uh, Small Business Conference, or under the Events tab on that homepage. Well, how much will this uh, uh, conference cost a, a participant? There are varying uh, prices depending on whether you're a member of a company or not. I think you can. Uh, I think all of them are under five hundred dollars. Hmm. And for that, they get a full day, and I. They get a full lunch. day. They get lunch. They, we're going to have a keynote speaker from uh, the Department of Commerce, um, and uh, yeah, and then the award ceremony and some networking at the end. And if the people want to know more about your uh, your uh, company, uh, sure, it's um, www.forwardthink. And it's the abbreviation of forward, so it's F as in Frank, W, D as in David, the word think, T-H-I-N-K, dot com. And again, that's uh, www.forwardthink.com, S-W-D-T-H-I-N-K, dot com. Well, uh, I, can, I can only endorse it based on what one of um, our listeners <laughs> said for last year's conference, but uh, she was really enthusiastic about it, and that's why when I, uh, when something came across my desk, that's why I asked you, uh, you to join us, because um, anything that can help the small businesses add uh, profits is what this program's about. And, and uh, we, we really thank you, Rabia. Rabia. Uh, Donald and I thank you for letting me come on and uh, and give a little pitch about Forward Think as well as about SBC. Let me just mention one more thing. We have uh, a, a session called the Opportunity Pipeline where we will be featuring um, uh, technical and uh, contracts person in tandem from several different agencies. So. Um, Participants will be able to go and kind of talk to them about upcoming small business um, opportunities and really get 
some good information from a technical perspective as well as um, how they procure things. So we're really excited yeah. about that. And, and um, I appreciate your time. No, and that's on the ACT uh, uh, website. website? Yep. That's part of that. That's part of the Small Business Conference. Well, at the risk of repeating, please give our audience uh, that. The website uh, again? Yeah. Okay, uh, it's www.actiac.org. So www.actiac.org. Well, uh, we're really glad you joined us today, and uh, I'm going to have you come back on after the conference oh, to uh, uh, talk about it. How's that? Great. That would be lovely. We appreciate your time and allowing us to come on. Okay. And go back Take to your care. class now. All right. I appreciate it. Thanks. Bye. Bye-bye. Our next guest is Mike Payne, the product manager uh, at Clear Slide. He's going to talk about a brand-new product that's going to be launched actually um, uh, tomorrow. Mike, are you with us? Yes, I am, Donald. Well, call me Don. Only my mother called me Donald when she was angry at me. <laughs> All right, we'll do. <laughs> How are you? Doing good, doing great. Uh, you must How are you doing? With, with a product launch tomorrow, you you really must be busy, but uh, glad that you uh, had a few minutes to come and talk to us. Definitely, yeah. We've been working hard on this app. We've been uh, um, working full steam ahead trying to get this out to our customers and excited to launch it. Well, before we talk about your product, Mike, tell us a little bit about yourself personally, and then we'll get into everything else. That's how we ask every, every guest to do. Okay. Yeah, so I've been uh, – I, I started ClearSlide about three years ago um, as a UI, UX designer, um, really working on usability of our products and helping customers engage uh, with their clients. And I've kind of transitioned into a mobile role with a heavy focus on mobile and apps and trying to be able to help sales professionals really interact with their clients better and uh, be able to pitch them uh, on a one-on-one basis, also a one-to-many basis. Well, what about you personally, uh, Mike? You're out in San Francisco. Are you? Were you always from San Francisco or... Just tell us a little bit about you, you yourself. Yeah, um, I moved out to San Francisco about four years ago. Um, I used to live in uh, Northern Virginia, right outside D.C. Um, went to Virginia Tech for college and studied visual communication design and user experience design. Um, grew up a big Dave Matthews fan, and I've been traveling a lot. I actually am flying out tonight to, to Bali, uh, for vacation after this launch. Well, okay. Now, Mike, tell us a little bit about this product that you, uh, that you're uh, uh, launching tomorrow. So this is a new app that we have. Um, it's called ClearSlide Presenter. Um, it's an upgrade to uh, one of our current apps. We used to we have this app called ClearSlide Outside that would allow you to uh, present wherever you are. Um, online, or it would allow you to present offline content. So regardless of whether you had a, a Wi-Fi connection or, or anything like that, you could present your content and then have all that data synced back to um, your CRM or ClearSide as well. Um, but the new app, ClearSide Presenter, actually allows you to present on the go, on the fly, to your viewers link to a viewer link. So something simple as clearslide.com slash Mike, I could be I could start presenting um, any kind of PowerPoint presentation and or any kind of video to a client. So for instance, say I'm at a coffee shop and I get an email from a client, I don't have my laptop with me, I don't have all I have is my cell phone or an iPad. All I, I could just I can email that client back, be like hop on my viewer link or give them a call, be like hop on clearside.com slash Mike, I could open up ClearSide Presenter and actually pitch them any piece of collateral that my company has uploaded to clearside.com. So if I, uh, if I could 
a paraphrase to see if I understand this. You're saying that uh, you can call up any of your presentation that you you want to present to a, a potential client uh, right then and there. You don't necessarily need uh, he he or she doesn't have to. Well, they have to be online, but you don't have to be online. Am I, uh, am I yeah, so I could either. Yeah, so I could either have them um, hop on a URL, um, or if I'm if I'm just ran into a client or someone that's interested in my product, I could actually just pull up my cell phone and pitch them directly off my cell phone um, any kind of PowerPoints or videos or content that I have. So it doesn't have to be; they don't necessarily have to be online. They could be it could be a face-to-face meeting. Um, but it also adds the benefit of allowing them to um, be remote. And, like, if I'm trying to break into, say, uh, a new company and I got 20 seconds to to pitch the VP of sales or something like that, and I could just have him hop on my link and instantly show him any kind of collateral that I want to show him. Hmm. So you you and you're, you're in effect uh, giving a salesperson the ability to really um, uh, do an impromptu presentation right then and there. Uh, am I am I hearing you correct on this? Yeah, that's 100 percent correct. Well, With, uh, the, the big the big game changer here is you really don't have to you don't have to have any of your viewers, no matter where they are, download any piece of software. It's it's as simple for them to just hop on a link, a URL, such as clearside.com slash Mike, and I could pitch them any piece of content. They don't have to download a plug-in or download um, an extension to, to actually view that content. I could pitch them instantly. Well, well, who would use this product? What kind of company would use this product? It's a great question. Um, so we mainly cater to sales uh, professionals, but we also um, – we, we actually sync all this data back to ClearSlide so marketing professionals can actually customize their content. They can see how long uh, a person was focused on a certain piece of collateral, whether it's a pricing proposal or a certain slide, and then marketing professionals can then cater that, those presentations to better fit those. It's really great for small teams across the board to um, get their ideas out there if they're trying to like break in and and show someone a piece of content. Um, it's for those people that have like 30 seconds or less. They've got to break in. They've got to be able to pitch on the go. Um, it's, it's just perfect for those types of individuals. Well, you know, in today's world, we're getting less and less of that personal contact, um, which is one of the reasons why I asked you on the program, uh, be, because uh, a, a lot of our small business listeners have said over the last couple of years that um, uh, their biggest thing is sometimes uh, just getting to a person, and once there, uh, you don't have time even to set up <clears throat> your your uh, uh, laptop or anything else. It's almost like, well, I've got two minutes now. Tell me about yourself. Tell me about your product, and then sell me. So what you're saying yeah. is uh, this is a way of cutting that setup time. Yeah, this is great. I mean, this is this – is, um, we've, we've heard personal stories from our employees using the app. They'll have someone call them up, and they have a question about security, and um, they're on the bus coming to work, and they can easily just uh, open up their phone – tell the person to hop on their viewer link or their specific URL, and they can instantly show them the security deck. And it's really enabled our sales teams to just close a lot of these deals a lot faster than they'd be able to. Because otherwise, you'd have to be, you'd be like, hold on, let me get to the office. I can, I can send you it over then. But what, what people are really wanting here, they want to be able to pitch any sort of content and be able to get it to that person as fast as possible. Well, how, how difficult is it to set up the presentation? I mean, uh, uh, you, you know, we, we all have uh, canned presentations, 
but the, uh, how do you uh, customize it on on the go? Uh, you see the guys, uh, uh, the, the prospect's eyes starting to gla- glaze over. How do you uh, customize on the on the go? So that's a great question. Um, so with ClearSlide, you basically can have all of your content on the fly. Like you, when you first start up with ClearSlide, what we do is have reps um, load all of their content into ClearSlide, so it's accessible from pretty much anywhere. So if I, say I was to get a question on security or a, a pricing proposal or even kind of like my idea. Um, in the new app, what we do is we have like we have a search feature that allows you to just type in like security, and then all my decks that marketing has uploaded about security or I've uploaded about security, I could quickly access them. We also give you the ability to download those decks for offline use. So say I have a bad Wi-Fi connection or I have no cell connection, I can instantly have all those decks prepared uh, in the case that I have like a, a one-on-one meeting with someone. Well, you know, it, it's interesting. Um, uh, it's, it's always interesting. Um, you, you go in with a presentation, and all of a sudden, there's always some guy in the room, or, or usually it's a guy, but sometimes women, who say, "Well, that's all well and good, but let's get down to the nub of it." Uh, are you saying that you can then quickly just readjust everything and get down to the cell slide or uh, that sort of thing? Yeah, so we can actually jump to like our pricing proposal slide. We actually included um, some really cool features in here, such as drawing tools that allows you to annotate and whiteboard on the fly with customers. So I could kind of mark up uh, an existing slide I have, and they could see it right then and there, uh, what pieces I'm going to charge them for or, or what is going to be included, what's going to be excluded, and really keep their focus on those slides. Well, what about cost? What does your product cost uh, to a small business? How do, how do you uh, price it? So we start off with a free trial for customers. We want to make sure that that everyone enjoys using the product before we actually start um, pricing it out per, per co- company. It, it depends on the size of the company and how many people you plan on using it. And... In terms of teams, we allow we we basically want to get it customized the correct way for each individual team. So it could be you want enterprise grade features. We focus a little bit more on adding security level features. We have um, integrations for CRM such as Salesforce and Dynamics, and and then we have something as small as just a five to ten person team as well. So it, it really varies based on on uh, the team size. Well, well, uh, well, let's say I have uh, five uh, salespeople. Uh, uh, that's five people. How much would it, would it, uh, the reason I'm asking is that small businesses, when I have people like you on the program, the, their big question is cost. Uh, everybody looks at, the, at it and says, um, Gee, that's you know that's a great product, but they're all asking the same question: uh, What does it cost? Let's say for five yeah. salesmen. So we so we start off at at, at sixty nine dollars per person, um, but then we also as as it goes up, um, we do volume discounts. Of course, all of our mobile apps and a lot of our other integrations are absolutely free. So once you actually have the platform, um, and and we. We then offer a lot of uh, different uh, variety of packages once once they're actually in and using it, and we can actually customize it for that specific salesperson or small business. Hmm. Um, so it's not, did you say ninety five dollars a year per person? Sorry, sorry, that's sixty nine. Fifty nine per person. Six nine. Per year? Sorry. Or per month. Oh, per month. Sorry. So each person would be about uh, uh, ten, six hundred, six hundred, about eight, eight hundred dollars uh, a year. Yeah, uh, correct. And, and uh, but they, they also get us. Uh, well, what are some of the other features that they get with it? 
That's, that's a great question. We um, So Qualify is more than just our mobile apps. We allow you to pitch um, from our actual website. Um, we also have this uh, great functionality called uh, email pitch. So I could send, I could actually put all this content into a link and send it to a customer and I get insights on when they open it and what they looked at and for how long and all that data comes back to to the sales rep or the, the customer and they can actually follow up on based off of like what they see or what what the viewer is looking at in the content. We also offer a variety of analytics solutions that show who's being who's engaging with what and for how long and then all this data then syncs back to your CRM and ClearSlide and then allows managers to act on that. Whoa. Um, and what, what's your website if people are interested? Our website's clearslide.com. It's C-L-E-A-R-S-L-I-D-E.com. And we offer a free trial for anyone who's interested. Oh, question for you. Um, and I don't know if you know the details, but the, you know there's a big discussion uh, that I uh, was participating in uh, at an event on Tuesday uh, in this industry, and they were talking about the fact: uh, uh, do free trials really lead to conversions? Um, uh, do you have any stats um, on conversions and free trials? And uh, obviously, you believe in them because you're the product manager. But uh, what do you see are the advantages of giving a free trial? I think we've really, what we do here is we, we let customers try it out for themselves, and then we really show them the value of it. So once a customer is getting in and using it, they can then compare that to their old way of pitching presentations and, and selling. And, and really what we've, what we've noticed in a lot of these larger companies and small companies combined is their their turnover rate for for actually closing a deal or pitching a client has really gone down so so dramatically that they they want to use it and and that's I mean we believe in letting people try things before they use it so that's kind of our mentality here well well it seems to me that uh, having the, such a flexible tool would really help a salesperson but what does it take in terms of training for someone to really get to use your product? I mean, is it intuitive, or uh, do you provide uh, training? How do, how do you get them to use it? So that's one of my big goals uh, working here. I mean, I'm, I'm all about usability and getting people in the product and having, them, having it be as easy to use as possible. Um, we... we also have a customer support team here that actually sits down with every every team that joins and walks them through the basics of ClearSlide and um, helps them upload content, helps them start a live pitch, start create these email pitches, and um, really drives the usage of the product to the point where everyone's everyone's actually using it on their own and and then we see the return in value based off of that. Well, one final question. Um, uh, your website again? Yeah, it's www.clearslide.com, C-L-E-A-R-S-L-I-D-E.com. Well, and if people wanted to talk to you directly, uh, can they do it? Yeah, they can email me directly. I'm just Mike at clearslide.com. Uh, feel free to send over any questions, and uh, I'd be happy to respond. Well, um, uh, I, I, for one, uh, I haven't had a chance to try your new product. I do know about your company, and uh, one of the reasons you're on the program is I've seen some of your other products and like what, what I've seen, and this product really intrigued me. Uh, having run a sales force a couple of times, uh, the toughest thing is once you're in front of the uh, the client, once you've got that, it, uh, the uh, the real the real job begins. 
I remember uh, an, an old sales manager of mine said that uh, the sale really begins when the customer says no. Uh, well, uh, exactly. How can, how can your product, when that customer says no, how can your product uh, help them turn that into a yes? So we could basically answer any question related to any piece of content that we have. So, I mean, you can, you can ask me a question on pretty much anything that I, that I have content for, and I have the exact response uh, either provided by my marketing team or provided by myself, and I can either – I mean, that's a great part about this presenter, our new presenter app is if, if it comes down to it, I mean, I could just draw on the screen – and explain and, and prove um, pretty much anything to you um, to make that deal, to, to basically close the deal and, and sell you on our product. Well, you know, um, I, I wish you much success uh, launching this product. As a product manager, you've got a, uh, uh, you, you've got a lot at stake, uh, and uh, we wish you well. We want you to come back in a few months and talk further uh, about the, and perhaps bring a couple of success stories so we could really talk further about this. Definitely. Appreciate the time, Donald. Well, I appreciate that you came, and uh, good luck tomorrow. Thanks a lot. Our next guest is Terry Lutz. Uh, he's here because he's got some interesting opinions that uh, I, I thought our audience should know a little bit about. And so without further ado, I'm going to introduce Terry and ask him the usual question I ask every one of our guests. Tell us a little bit about yourself personally before we go into anything else. Uh, sure, uh yeah, more than happy, and thanks, uh, thanks for having me on here. And uh, it's really uh, honored to be uh, on your show here. And yeah, so basically, uh, I'm a radio show talk host myself, been an attorney, a serial entrepreneur, and I'm pretty much on uh, just somebody like yourself who's concerned about the direction of the country, who's really alarmed that the uh, pretty much the progressive left has been able to do what they've done without any serious debate or discussion about their objectives. And, you know, the latest example of what's happened with these so-called police killings is just a perfect example of, uh, of how the country has gone, um, gone down this path to what probably is chaos and destruction without a serious uh, debate and without any serious understanding of, of what exactly is going on. Well, you know, uh, this, is, this is our first program uh, in 2000, and certainly 2014 was uh, very interesting. What do you see happening based on all this as we enter the new year? Yeah, well... Well, you know, it's interesting. Um, you know, I think uh, the Republicans taking over the Senate and the House, if they don't use their power to uh, confront the uh, president at every opportunity, it will be power that's more or less useless. If they're just going to join him at the table and allow him to circumvent the Constitution, uh, which is what uh, presidents have been doing for the past 50 years in one form or another, you know, then what was the point of the whole endeavor? We're just going to get more of the same. And I don't see them, uh, I don't see them defunding Obamacare. I think it's, I think uh, what he says, the president says is true, that it is the law of the land, that nobody is stepping up to the plate. And, um, you know, they're not going to do it. And, okay, so the reason they were elected in 2010 and why the House turned Republican was to get rid of Obamacare, and they did absolutely nothing towards that end. 
the reason, a large reason why the Senate has been uh, turned Republican is to get rid of Obamacare and other other objectives, other policies that have been implemented by the president that the country finds obnoxious and repugnant. And if they're not going to do it now, when are they going to do it? And the answer is probably never. And at the rate they're going, I think that the country is heading towards a third party. And, you know, it's uh, where we go from then is anybody's guess. Well, um, I happen to share some of your views uh, on uh, on what's happening, and uh, I, I think uh, you know we're, we're all speculating on what the Republicans uh, will do. Uh, I seem to have a um, a little bit more faith in Mitch McConnell and uh, the Speaker that they will be able to uh, demonstrate that the Republicans can govern and and uh, save. You don't throw everything out of uh, the baby with the bathwater, as we used to say, but maybe there are parts that we save. But, um, you know, we're facing a new reality now with the uh, president's deal on uh, 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 recognizing Cuba. Uh, you know, as someone told me recently, uh, it's his uh, gambit to solidify the democratic by Latinos. How do you feel about that? Well, you know, um, it's a policy that goes back to Kennedy, uh, to the Kennedy administration, and the, uh, actually, I guess, maybe it goes back to Eisenhower. I don't know. I think Kennedy did the embargo, uh, kind of when I was uh, in diapers. But uh, whenever it goes back to, um, you know, let's face it, hasn't been successful in bringing down the Castros. Um, probably it was time to get rid of it. And at this point, uh, you know, the country is 90 miles off the coast of the U.S. And maybe having waves of American tourists with the latest technology and uh, with dollars is going to do more to undermine the uh, the communist uh, regime there, the Castro regime or the post-Castro regime, than anything else. But thinking that just banning trade with Cuba is going to somehow put an end to that regime just ain't going to happen. And, you know, but on the other hand, having this guy do it unilaterally without any discussion with anybody is not the way that important American foreign policy should be decided. Let's face it, right? I mean, it just shouldn't be done this way. And uh, it's just like immigration and other things. You know, he's got a pen and he's got a phone and he just does things. And although the embargo is certainly an example of executive action, uh, I don't remember if there was a congressional vote on the embargo, uh, but embargoes seldom ever achieve their desired ends. And, you know, we've got a whole messed up, uh, a whole messed up policy, uh, Don, with, with sugar subsidies and uh, keeping out uh, Cuban goods that's not doing anyone any good. So uh, I don't like the way he went about it. Like, I don't like the way he goes about anything. But the policy outlived its usefulness. So it's time to move beyond it. Uh, and... You know, look, look at the current state of the United States here, uh, erosion of civil rights and mass spying on citizens. Every citizen, you're a target, I'm a target. Um, And both parties embrace this. So how much better is the country than Cuba? Granted, we don't throw people in jail yet for having contrary uh, political views. But how much further is that off in the future? Uh, I think we've lost the moral superiority or a large portion of it uh, that we once possessed as far as the Cuban regime, which is a murderous thugocracy that has killed tens of thousands of political opponents and alleged political opponents. But we've lost 
some of the moral high ground here, Don. So, you know, the U.S. ain't what it used to be in terms of, you know, the land of the free and the home of the brave. So maybe this is just where it's heading. Well, I have to tell you two things. Uh, one, uh, in, since this program is a small business program, um, uh, that uh, there's a whole new cottage industry going to uh, grow up, but all of those ancient cars in Cuba um, are going to make instant millionaires of Cubans who own them. Oh, yeah. <laughs> um, 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 and and the, uh, the other thing that uh, was to me is uh, it, it's a neat way for President Obama to get rid of uh, Guantanamo Bay, by, so that, I think, will <laughs> require congressional action. And, and you know, he made a campaign problem, promise to uh, close it, but this might be, a, a, as someone told me, this is the backdoor way for him to achieve it. <coughs> but, uh, uh, Terry, you, you, you've been an entrepreneur, you've been a, what are the lessons you've learned in life about being a good entrepreneur? I'm here, Don. Are you there? I'm yes, sorry. Yes, I am. We, we lost you. Somehow yeah. we lost you. So, yep, I'm here now. My, my question was, um, um, what have you learned over life um, uh, that, that uh, you would like some parts to our audience? Fifty-nine percent of our president and/or leaders. You know, uh, being a serial entrepreneur, it's been the best experience of my life, and at times it's been the worst. Um, it's a roller coaster. It, it's uh, sometimes you wonder why you're doing it, especially in the current economic environment where the government has totally turned on the private sector, and you know where. Basically, the current administration and the one before it, to some extent, had totally repudiated all reasonable economic uh, principles and laws and totally denied their existence. But on the other hand, you know, being an entrepreneur means taking control of your fate, uh, putting your money where your mouth is, and making a statement and taking a stand. And if you're not willing to do those things, you shouldn't do it. But it is the greatest thing in the world. And, you know, it's why countries live and expand and become prosperous. And when you lose it, it's why they die. And, you know, there's nothing else in the world I'd rather do. I'm fourth-generation entrepreneur, Don. Uh, Great-grandparents came here from... uh, over in Europe, uh, various places, and, uh, you know, they became entrepreneurs, uh, never worked for anybody, and managed to keep the bloodline pure until my children were all working for corporations, and I totally don't understand it. I feel like I didn't teach them anything. But sum it up, entrepreneurialism, what made the country great, not working for big corporations, and, you know, in times like this, you know, if you can find the right niche and you can keep your values, you can still make it regardless. You know, you brought up an interesting point, Terry. Uh, we, we have found in our studies and talking to other people that a lot of children of entrepreneurs don't want to go into family businesses. There are more family businesses available today than any time in the, in the last uh, 15 years. You know, uh, you, you wonder why they don't want to continue it or go out on their own. Do you have any thoughts on that, Terry? Yeah, well, you know, um, let's face it. Uh, when you're in a family business, now, I've been in a bunch of different ones, uh, with family members and without family members, and the ones without family members, much better much more satisfying. Uh, Family members, you bring all of your family baggage there. And, um, you know, it's not unusual for families to be torn apart by conflicts in family businesses. And even if everybody's honest and above board and does what they're supposed to do, 
there still can be resentments that build up in family businesses and uh, really come up and and really injure family relationships. And I believe, and I think you do too, Don, that family relationships are the most important thing in this world because you have your friends and they may or may not be with you through tough times, but your family you keep those relationships intact. Your family will always be with you through thick and thin. But you you go in a family business and things blow up and you go through these conflicts and you injure those relationships and then you can't count on your family. It's really bad. So a lot of children have seen these ups and downs and they've seen their uncles and their fathers have falling outs that last throughout a lifetime. And and they see the uh, hardships and the pains of making a payroll, and they say it's not for me, even though, even though now the business might be prosperous and uh, and their families might be doing quite well. They made the decision. You know what? Uh, I'd rather go work in a corporation where I don't have to worry about the paycheck at the end of the week. But I believe that the security and the uh, compromises that they make there, the false the security that they think they're getting is a false sense of security and the compromises that they make, uh, you know, the trade-offs, they're not really getting what they think they're getting. So I think it's a failure on the part of the parents to really communicate the benefits of entrepreneurialism and family businesses and to explain to them the sacrifices that have been made and why they're worthwhile, uh, and how the how the benefits outweighed the uh, outweigh the burdens. I agree with you. And that, you know, it's, uh, it's really interesting. Uh, I've been on the corporate side and I'm on the entrepreneur side, and I always prefer the entrepreneur side. But then again, as you keep saying, the world has changed. Uh, if our um, listeners want to talk further with you or uh, uh, learn a little bit more about you, uh, tell us how they can. Oh, sure. Uh, well, got a website, and I have a internet radio show. Uh, you can find both on financialsurvivalnetwork.com. You can sign up for our free newsletter there. We got free webinars going on all the time. We got one later on this month about precious metals that you really should take a look at. And you can always send me an email at khl at kerrylutz dot com. Khl at k e r r y l u t z dot com. And you know, love to talk to anybody. Love to mentor up and coming entrepreneurs because they're the future. And uh, there's just such a wealth of opportunity and experience and uh, and just great things that are out there if you're willing to just just uh, jump into the uh, shark tank, as it were. Well, uh, it's always a pleasure having you on the show. Uh, we're going to invite you back next year to talk further, maybe make you uh, one of our regulars. Hey, love to, and it's really fun. Uh, always enjoy speaking with you too, Don, and uh, great luck with the show, and happy and healthy New Year to you and yours. You, you got it. You, you too, Barry. Talk to you soon. Thank you for listening tonight. All of our guests are invited because they offer actionable advice to our audience. They do not pay to join us, but rather demonstrate their capacity for helping our audience and profits. Thank you for listening, and we'll be here again next week with other experts to talk about ways to improve your profit picture. Remember, we're here every week at blogtalkradio.com slash smallbusinessdigest. If you like what you heard today, tell others about our efforts. If you'd like to be a guest or suggest topics for future hours, email me at info at smallbusinessdigest.net. That's info at smallbusinessdigest.net. We would also like to remind listeners that besides our radio efforts, Small Business Digest comes to you via the web, 
through our video channel and in our magazine. You can subscribe for any or all of these by going to smallbusinessdigest.net. That's smallbusinessdigest.net. Thank you, and have a good day.